Alright, you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Here comes the goddamn music. I thought we would just hit that bitch with a little festiveness, Josh Wheeler. This is a festive song, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll set a nice little tone. Shake your body, body. We're gonna let this little angel blow for a second. Which album is this from? Supreme Clientele. That's what I thought. I, See, I that, that last part, to listen to it. people can relate to that. I know a lot of people are sick and tired of being in debt. I know I, I am. am. I know you are. I know some of the all-stars can relate. But anyway, we back, bitches. Crap City, episode six. See, I'm remembering the numbers this time. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Technically, it's seven because we recorded a show that we both hated. <laughs> so, like I said, it's six. We back. We in better spirits in this motherfucker. Six was just total. I'll tell you. The, the one we did before, man, it had hate saturating all through it. None of us was feeling it. Y'all would have felt the evilness, and we probably would have started some sort of epidemic of rage, like the rage virus or something like that. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the one, the rage virus that's currently spreading through the streets of Atlanta, Georgia, the I, home I base say, for the yeah, Grab like, City podcast. All that violence. We live it in the Wild West. Kind of cool. Like, kind of dangerous. Yeah. It, it Reminds, does feel like Red, it's like Red Dead meets GTA. I get, I get yeah. that. I mean, it's. I think it's GTA all fucking day, dude. Because if you look at if you look at the Instagram page, ATL Scoop, you should all subscribe to see what's going on in Atlanta. Anyway, but every time I look at it, either somebody got shot, there's a car flipped, there's a truck flipped, there's a car on fire, there's a car with its window busted out, there's some girl twerking on a car with a bunch of people fighting around her. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Did you see the one with the like the the girl with the snake in like the middle of downtown Buckhead? She tried to steal homie snake when the dude pulled out the chopper and he was trying to leave and she tried to keep his snake. Yeah, I saw it. Cause I was wondering why that girl who was of Caucasian skin was in the middle of all that hoodness, if you will. That's literally like every weekend at Buckhead Saloon. That's I a normal love, weekend for Buckhead Saloon. I, I do love Buckhead Saloon. I do love uh, You would. I can't stand that fucking cocaine palace. <laughs> well, don't knock people for going skiing on Sundays. Hey, they can do what they want to. Just make sure you test for fentanyl. It's a little close to home for us. Yeah, true. Facts. But you should uh, have... Speaking on that, if you do drugs, always have a trusted one that you do so you yeah, don't slip uh, up and catch a dose of fentanyl. And can't listen whoa, whoa. to the Grab City podcast. What are the test strips called that they, they keep telling everybody to take? I don't know. I don't dabble in that shit. And they, they always tell you to like have Narcon on you now? That's a fucking shame if you got to carry Narcan on you. 
Hey. But if you're dying, are you going to be able to squirt the Narcan up your nose? I guess that's what they say. Do it. Don't do cocaine alone. Hmm. Yeah. I would think cocaine is something that you don't do by yourself. You don't sit there and be like, man, when I get home from work, I'm going to fucking hit this big-ass line and play some fucking video games. Or I'm going to hit this big-ass line and watch basketball. I have a feeling that a lot of people in Atlanta do that. Imagine trying to watch, like, wrestling on coke. I don't. I wouldn't know. I'm just saying. I'm just you know. Just imagine that. I mean, if you do, uh, just, hey, just hey, actually, uh, the guy that books Jacksonville. I'm gonna say this. Hey, hey, uh, citizens, if you dabble, send me a private DM, black out your name or something, and tell us if you watch WWE, any type of wrestling for that matter, under the influences of the Pablo Escobar. The like Leche, said, the I, Leche, I, the if you will. The Jacksonville territory can tell you all about it. Oh, Josh is shooting. Josh I'm is just shooting. saying the obvious. They got to be on something to book that shit. No, I, you know, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. They had to be on something to book that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, what's uh, good with you, homeboy? The man. Jay Jonah Jameson of professional wrestling. The Grumpy Smurf of professional wrestling. The 24-7 champion of hashtag Horny Josh. How you living, homeboy? I'm, I'm really tired. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, For those of you who do not know, personal life's been a little uh, hectic. Uh, professional life has been a lot hectic. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a long two months for me. Not to dabble in your personal, but if you're listening to this, if you happen to be listening to this, you know, go and just send out a shout out to Josh because he recently became the bar czar of his establishment. <laughs> I like we just keep creating like the titles because the, the position really isn't that, that lucrative. It's a bar czar. He walks in, he has a bunch of servers and busboys carry him to his position as he <laughs> creates the drinks and the scheduling. Of uh, his people. Yeah, something like that. I bet you, I bet as bars are, you would yell at them like you yell at the, the, the workers of AWE when they fuck up. I can you see know, you right now. I can see, you can't fucking key in shit, right? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's goddamn simple. It's You grab the motherfucking thing, you press this fucking button, and you look at the screen, and you read it. That's how I, you I do. Will, I will definitely say that I have a lot more patience when it comes to the bar industry than I do the wrestling industry because most of the bartenders are like professional and they actually like come to work wanting to work. Speaking, that's a good segue into the first wrestling topic of the day. You remember, did you, I sent you that thing where it said the WWE was looking at instituting the rule. Hold on. This is for the Discord, dude. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> shit. That's what that ooh, that was shoot. But uh the six foot two hundred and twenty rule. How do you feel, Josh Wheeler? Does it feel like they're trying to right the wrongs of the business? Wait, wait, wait. okay, elaborate, because it's been a while since I think we talked about this. Alright, well it said that I can't don't quote me on this verbatim, but the gist of it was that they were only going to start looking at people that had the height of six feet tall and weighed no less than 220 pounds. 
Okay, so basically, John, this is literally like Johnny Ace is back in charge, is what you're telling me. That's what it seems like. Is this good or bad for professional wrestler Josh Wheeler? I want to well, hear gonna, your... I'm gonna no, ask you, okay, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I want your real opinion on this because I know for a fact that this has been one of the things that has pissed you off about the current state of professional wrestling for... I'd, for God, I don't even. I can't even put a tie, a, 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 day, a, a fucking year stamp on it. Well, I'm gonna ask you. I, this is a serious question. I, this is a serious question, and then it will get segue into like how I feel. Do you know how tall Trey Young is? Trey Young, the basketball player. Trey Young that plays the Atlanta Hawks that's on fire in the playoffs right now. Do you the know how looks tall like a, the Trey guy that Young looks, is? The guy that looks like a seahorse. Yes. The guy whose hair looks like. Underarm hair glued to someone's scalp? Yes. You mean, Mr. I talk all that shit and then when somebody's ready to bust me in my mouth, I complain? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think he's probably what? Maybe 5'11", 6 foot? Not even 6 foot. He is 6'2", almost. He looks like a child out there. And that's my point. He looks like a fucking child out there. Trey Young is almost six foot two and about 185, 190. He is literally three or four inches taller than the AEW world champion. He's one foot shorter than I am. Yeah. Holy shit, bro. That's that's really fucking mind blowing if you look at it. Because looking at him, I was like, okay, for a guy that's, you know, of minute stature he has to have a flow dude i did not really think about it i I never really wrapped my mind around the fact that six two six three is like child height in the national basketball association oh it gets better i i'm a midget in the in the the nba do you know who ronald acuna jr is of the atlanta braves (laughs) i do and i will not repeat what i call him when we play baseball he is six foot two oh five. Okay, so that's the standard. It so what be I'm the... saying is, are you... these professional athletes in other sports are all six foot or more. I mean, there's exceptions. There's going to be like some some like some short stops that are a little smaller. There's going to be like maybe a center fielder who's a little. Like, you're going to okay. see the exception. There's always a Muggsy Bogue somewhere. Look but up. The look up. With pro wrestling of the last. 20 Hold on, before years. you before you go any any further, I need you to look up something for me real quick. Okay. What what is the Grayson cat that plays for Memphis? I can't think of his last name. Grayson Allen. I think so. How tall is he? The white dude, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah. How tall? How is tall he? do you think Grayson Allen is? See, I can't really fucking say now because to me, the motherfucker looks five nine on the court, standing next to, you know, <laughs> Morant and the rest of them. Grayson Allen is six four. Oh, my God. So that really means niggas like Dwight Howard is really like seven foot. They six, are. Six ten. Dude, John Morant is 6'3". He's my height. John Morant is taller than every AEW wrestler, except maybe like Jack Hager and The Big Show. Would now do fight- you see why I think this six foot or greater and two twenty is so pivotal? You want these guys to start looking like wrestlers again. Larger than life. 
Would you fight Tony? Life. Would you fight Tony Khan in a trailer? I would fuck thing? that dude up. Should we start petitioning for that? I'd like to see you in a fight. He won't do him. it because I don't have the money, but I would. I'm fuck just saying. That dude see, up. but here's the thing. I don't. don't oh, yeah. Do you have to put up your own money? I don't. No, I don't know. But he wouldn't. Wait, he, he wouldn't go. He wouldn't stoop to my level. Is what I'm saying. He's trying to box up with Vince. I'm trying to box up with him. Vince but McMahon I just think that he's a piece of shit. Vince McMahon would drag him. I think. That I, I, I honestly think. Shit. I honestly think Vince McMahon before the fight would get like a whole fucking oil change and put in some like new dude from the PC's blood inside of him and fucking drag Tony Khan. T-Con. That's neither here nor there though. But yeah, I think that six foot and 220 is a good point. I think it's a great point. To be, and I actually think they're doing this because of the networks that they're on now and NBC purchasing Peacock. I mean, not I mean, NBC, per, Peacock, NBC purchasing the network. And the way that if you listen to any kind of other podcast or anything like that, all I hear is the plugs for the WWE network being on Peacock. I mean, uh, I think, I think. There was a lot of concern when there was, there, look, got the network. There was three. There were three uh, WWE Peacock plugs on the Who Wants to Smoke podcast, and it was only an hour long. Really? Yeah. So that means they're on the Black Something Podcast Network. I think that's the one that Charlemagne the God owns. So that means that somebody's paying Charlemagne to God's company, and he's telling these you got to hit this bitch, you know, three times. Right? Wow. That makes sense to you. Yeah, makes sense. You being you being the radio guy. Yeah, the actual the actual radio guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Of this podcast, the only trained professional of this podcast to I've, actually do these things. You went to the Connecticut broadcast. You saw if you saw my hookup right now. Yeah, I, I would not look professional whatsoever. Dude, you know what? I was I was looking at uh, some YouTube videos earlier. Kwame Brown, you know, the guy that's just airing out everybody right now. You can't say shit. His fucking setup is just a microphone, and it looks like it's shot on an iPhone 3GS. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> so you can't say nothing. It really, it was so pixelated. I thought they were, he was in the witness relocation program. But, oh yeah, I just thought about this. I just thought about this. In the previous episode that we didn't hit, that we did, that we're not going to let y'all hear. We talked about the releases. I remember that. And I did roast the shit out of Cody Rhodes. You did, yes. I fucking flambayed that motherfucker. In he looked like he was dressed to go to M. Bison's wedding. He looked like a substitute teacher at a superhero school. Let me see if I can remember some of those motherfuckers. Uh, you know the he whole... had a baby. Really? I didn't hear nothing yeah, about him um, having a baby. The, the baby was born like two days ago, three days ago? Yeah, they have a new baby. That's the baby that's going to save America, remember? Congratulations on your baby. It's the uh, the first interracial child in the history of Atlanta. 
Okay. I mean, that's how he made that promo, Phil, did he not? It's the first mixed child in professional wrestling. Give it up, everybody, for the first actually, mixed couple in professional fucking pro wrestling. They might actually be that was, like, on TV. They bringing out all the, the first. They're going to start a new revolution. I think after this, everybody, everybody should have a mixed child. What do y'all think? Um... That's not fair. You already have right to Right on. Oh, wait. I did it first? You didn't do it first, but you did it before Cody. <laughs> wow. I was also black before Cody. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm sure his dad has already stole that from you, too. He tried. He stole everything from Pez and Rocky King. Oh. You know, it's funny we bring that that situation up because um, uh, quick rest in peace to uh, our friend Melissa Coates. Yeah. The super genie. Hold on. Let's give him a, a, a dead ass. A poor choice of words, murder. Poor fucking <laughs> choice of words. Don't laugh, Josh. Let us the have... worst. I didn't mean it like that. We God. are the worst. Damn, man. I... Look. For... Look. Just give him a moment of silence, goddammit. Yeah, go. Man, I'm okay. so sorry about the, my poor choice of... Oh, my God. And I know some of you sick motherfuckers are going to... I just realized that I'm a fucked up individual. I apologize for my mistake, but in my brain... You already know what's going on, Josh Wheeler. Uh, yeah, it's like that's all of us. I'm so man, poor choice of words. Um, any uh, any word on what happened? Nah, no words. But like I said, good people all the way around. My heart out to Sabu. Yeah, definitely to my, him. My arch enemy. He he he's had a, a, a pretty difficult last few years, really. I mean, the injuries are starting to take its toll on him, and now he loses his uh, his life partner. I guess you can call her. That was that was Bay. <coughs> that was. <coughs> you remember when he pulled up to AWE? You remember when he pulled up? They was inseparable. Yep, every time. She worked the gimmick to a. I mean, she worked the gimmick to a T. Like I, I can't that. I still remember that perfect chair throw. Yeah. She thought she fucked up, and Sabu was just, like, smiling from ear to ear in the middle of a fucking match. <laughs> and then fucking knocks my fucking face off. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, I guess that's the really biggest news. Uh, have you watched any wrestling lately? Because I have – I'm not going to lie. I have not watched shit. Last thing I watched was Take Off, and I saw what they did to Take uh, Off. I, I watched Take Over. What about I you? did? Yeah, Take Off. I was listening to the Migos Culture Three album. So yeah, that album's trash. It, it really is. But this isn't a rap podcast. This y'all, is Rap City. But that album was motherfucking trash, and y'all are really fucking making Atlanta look shitty. Hey man, they had Justin Bieber on track. But, so uh, yeah, so you you watch Takeover. What were your thoughts on Takeover? The ladder match was dope. I thought the ladder match was dope. I thought the five way was good for what it was, but I have 
I, I definitely have my opinion on what happened in that, that, that match. That whole that whole ladder match was nice. It, it you know it, the, the the character work, the gimmick work, the gimmick work, the characters, all that, the story. It it was reminiscent of that of that WWF. You notice how I put the F in it. You did. It was like that that shit. You know what I mean? L.A. Knight is like they just jumped back in time and plucked him from the '90s and brought him up. I know you're you're a big fan of uh of what they're doing with L.A. Knight. Cameron Grimes, that shit, that to the moon shit is over. See, to the moon a, is over. People like catchphrases and personality, man. That is true. And these motherfuckers, they seem larger than life. Cameron Grimes is a rich hillbilly. He's supposed to be, you know, paid, right? Super paid. But he still dresses like fucking Willie Nelson's uncle. I always felt like he dresses kind of like uh, he was in the uh, Leonard Skinner. He dresses like Dutch Mantel. I mean, the, the name is from Leonard Skinner. Is it? Uh, yeah, I think one of the uh, one of the backup singers' last name was Grimes. I think Grimes was like one of the big like family names of the Leonard Skinner family. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. You remember when we had him come to AWE and he wrestled Ken Lee? <laughs> Ken Lee came back through the curtain bleeding and shit all out his face and Trevor was like hey man thanks for having me guys and he pulled Ken Lee in the back and told him about himself man see hey Trevor Lee man and I think that conversation set Ken Lee on the path of you know hey man I need to toughen the fuck up you know what I mean cause I'm fucking 6 foot 135 <laughs> Are you actually talking about Georgia wrestling right now? I was just talking about the blast of the past AWE history. A match between Trevor Lee, a.k.a. Cameron Grimes, and Ken Lee of the Spring Street. What was it? Spring Street Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that time Triple H told the fans about themselves? That was a pretty good day. What? You remember when Triple H told the fans that they're the fucking problem? Oh, you know, don't like that, the shit. I guess don't that watch. was like recently, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was recently. <laughs> I mean, somebody had oh. to do it, and I guess hearing it from you know your precious WWE, it set well, people Well, you know, off. of course, of course, they got mad. Now, like even more people are watching AEW. In their Hashtag 40, sarcasm. In their forty-two shows. Uh. So. Uh, you, did you watch the five way at Takeover? No, I, I, I'm honestly I didn't because it just seemed like it was going to be exactly what it probably was. Four kickers and a giant dude. I wouldn't say kickers, but it was definitely one of those things where, like, and I'm sure this is going to get me a lot of heat. Uh, if you, right. you're and you, and I need you as a wrestler to to help me with this. If you're in a match. And you're hitting like your big moves on one guy, and they don't sell it. But then you hit that same big move on another guy in the match, and he sells it. Does that make the guy who no sold it look good or bad in your eyes? Actually, see, that's a double-edged sword because one, on you might have some people say. Oh, dude that didn't sell it, he's tougher than the dude that sold it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or 
you could look at it like this. If I was on commentary and somebody asked me that question and I had to save it, I'd be like, well, you know, he hit his finishing move early in the match when everybody was fresh. So realistically, you know, it is what it is. But later in the match when wrestler B took it, you know, maybe he was worn down. And, you know, so they made it, it made more, I don't, you know, to me, you got to sell, period. If it's early in the match, sell it different than later on in the match right. when, you're, when you're supposed to be tired. Yes. That's just my opinion. What I watched in that match was I watched Killer. If Killer Cross hit anybody in with a move, they sold it like gangbusters. Because he's bigger than them, they should. But then if Johnny Gargano hit Adam Cole with the move, neither guy really sold the move. So, that make, it's so a, it makes Killer Cross look bigger than the other four, is what I'm saying. Like, much bigger. Not so, just physical but, bigger. So, yeah, are they saying that, you know... Like, almost nothing they did could hurt Killer Cross at all. But then if Killer Cross is something to them, it fucking would lay them out for minutes. Okay. But then, I mean, but then when they would get Killer Cross down through, like, double teaming or throwing him through a door or whatever, then they would go and do that ping-pong bullshit wrestling they do, and they're popping up every 20 seconds to hit another big move. See, that fucks up the whole balance of The whole match me. was weird. I enjoyed the match and, as a, and, and as a that's fan. The thing, I think the finish the th- was fantastic. And that's the thing that I didn't, I, uh, in a sense, I knew was going to happen and I didn't want to watch. Right. It was going to be unbalanced as shit. It was going to be like having a big tire on the back of your bicycle and a small tire on the front. But to me, observing the match from a more critical eye, the only person that came out of that match good besides Killer Cross or Karrion Cross, in my opinion, was Kyle O'Reilly because of how sympathetic he looked taking the finish the way he did. Okay, now you're going to make me go watch the match. The, I mean, do you want to know what the finish was? Sure. So he's got Adam Cole locked in the leg lock, right? Uh-huh. He's got history with Adam Cole, right? Yeah. He wants to break Adam Cole's leg, right? Yes. That's a, that's, Cross yeah. hooks him in the chokehold while he's got him in the leg lock, right? Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly could have easily let go of the leg lock to get out of the chokehold. He's that talented. We both agree, right? Right. He refused to let Adam Cole out of the leg lock, and it caused him to be choked out. That's hatred right there, buddy. That Exactly. So to me, like watching that, I'm like, oh, my God. This is that's logical. It makes sense from both standpoints. And to me, Kyle O'Reilly came out better than anybody else in that match other than Cross. The person who got hurt the most in that match to me was Johnny Gargano. Because the way you put that over to me, fucking uh what's his name? I can't remember. Oh Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, he hates that motherfucker Adam Cole so much. You gotta kill him to make him stop trying to kill him. Yes, which is exactly what happened. Yeah. Fuck, I fucks with that. I fucks with that heavy. But, like, in my opinion, like, of all the guys, like, Johnny, none of Johnny Gargano's offense registered on anybody. He hit all of his big moves, and everyone just kept popping up from him. 
Are they going to keep doing In Your Houses? I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. They're doing Great American Bash next. That seems that the wrestling's better on NXT, so. I will say, from what I've seen, like, clip-wise, the last, like, two, three weeks of NXT, I think, has been the best overall wrestling product. I mean... Because I like and, Bronson. I like Bronson Reed. Because you know me, I like yeah, the you're, dudes. Yeah, you're a fan of Bronson Reed. I'm not a fan of Bronson Reed. You know, I like the dudes that are that that break the traditional WWE mold. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I really like the uh, the people that... I like the ones that people sleep on. Okay. And that's, you know, that's, that's how I enjoy wrestling now. And fucking... Uh, the main shows don't give it you the the people anybody to sleep on. They had they don't they haven't given you a new character that to, that you can watch grow. And I think you know if y'all think about it, could that be a problem of why people ain't watching and the shit's going down because everybody's an established, everybody's setting their way. I, I mean, and they don't have nobody new to disrupt that status quo, that to shake everybody up. Because even when Matt Riddle came yeah. in, he came in and f- followed the same path of whatever, you know, that you can, you know, the one of the one of four ways that you could probably go. You start an angle with an established dude, you beat that dude, you tag with that dude, you rock with that for a little while, and then you split up. But there ain't I been no... I think the biggest issue with WWE, in my opinion, I think it's the biggest issue with, with just wrestling in general, like... The booking is just really bad right now. Like it's really bad right now, because but like you said, th- th- there's nothing. There's no new guy to get behind because you know once a new guy starts getting a little bit over, they're just gonna fucking pull. Like they're gonna fuck it up with the bad booking. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not making it must see. Right. Like okay, for instance, just just one of the things that popped into my head. You remember when Fandango got over based off just his music? Yes. And they were pushing and pushing him, then it stalled out. He went as high as he could go. Well, Rusev too. In their eyes, you know what I'm saying? Right. In their eyes, he went as high as he as, as high as he could go because, you know. I don't know why. You know what I'm saying? Because Whoever's in charge, uh, but uh, you got a similar issue in in, in, in like this is not just a WWE issue. This is an AEW issue too. Perfect example: they brought in Christian Cage, big free agent signing. He's a little older, but big free agent signing. He makes his debut by kind of handing that he wants Kenny Omega's title. Right here, here we are, like three months later, and he's in a feud with Matt Hardy because they think. Matt that Hardy's nowhere near the title picture. But listen, they think that it's going to generate interest from old WWE fans. Oh, it's Hardy Boys and ENC. See? Stuck in the same rut. The creativity is stagnant. Very. I like right now, as I'm talking about it, I'm trying to think. What would I do with Christian? I mean, why was Christian not like immediately put in the title picture? See, because I I don't think I would have did that either. I would have had to build him up. I want to establish him. I want him to have. I want him to shake off 
the WWE and, and plant some real roots in AEW, if that makes any sense. No, it makes perfect sense, but I just feel like the way they brought him in is like, okay, he wins Omega, but then it's like, you know. But see, here's the thing. When you, because now you got my juices flowing. Rock with me for a second. You're you good. Bring, you bring him in, right? He wants Omega. He's calling his shot. Right. But now. I know he's got to earn the shot. But, I'm saying, but then the story is, hey, he's got to get there. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, you know, then the story can be. He's he's climbing the ranks, you know. He's do 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 do, but then when he, you know, and then even have it to where people downplay him. Oh man, you know, just another old cat trying to mother. Don't take him serious. You know what I'm saying? He can't get past. Sound like Brian Cage, and he right. gets past Brian Cage, and then he becomes a serious threat, and then motherfuckers start trying to derail him for the clout. You know what I'm saying? I took him. I took Christian out. I took him out. You know what I'm saying? I took him out so, you know, now my name shines brighter because this motherfucker was on a tear. He was coming up. He was Tom Brady and the fuck out of this. And I stopped it. So, you know what I'm saying? Then you get to the point where, you know, Kenny Omega. Now, everybody expecting, you know, what they expect. Christian to get the title off Kenny Omega, right? I'm not saying he's got to be the champion. No, no. I'm just saying that's what it. I'm just, I'm booking it. I'm telling you right. my shit, how I would do it. You get to that match at, say, double or nothing. That's their big one, right? Yeah. There you go, double or nothing. If built properly and, you know, done, but it's, you should guarantee a nice gate, right? Yeah. Then you motherfucking have Kenny. Even build it up to Kenny's putting all them belts on the line. So now you got deeper stories. Oh man, he's already held the impact title. Be like coming home. And then everybody's fantasy booking. If he beats all them titles, now he's gonna be on fucking impact, the Mexican joint, here, here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Kenny Omega pulls out the win. Cheap as fuck though. Then you reform the real bullet club around that. Kenny I... Omega beats somebody credible, but right. he, he had to resort back. To the real Kenny Omega type shit. Not this fucking shit where he has bikini bitches with brooms. Well, you I mean, know, or, or Don Carl, you know, or Don Callis. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking Japan Kenny, Kenny that got him the fans that Kenny got. That Kenny. That's just a quick off the top money right. angle for AEW. What'd you think about it? I, I, it's, 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 it's solid. It's better than what they're doing. I mean, see, and just, solid, just and, so, point, like, and solid is you just lay it out, right? How you well, want it to be, and then you let those geniuses, Christian, <coughs> flesh it out. You know what I'm saying? He sees where he's going, then he could uh, he could offer, hey, what if we do this as a vignette? Hey, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? Then you got the input from a motherfucking man, and you're making the company interesting and hot, right? That's all. I'm setting the stage so Christian can shine too. No, I feel you. I'm booking the. I'm putting out the direction that we're going. But I need both people actually to tell me how to flesh it. You know, add in their things because I can't. You know, 
the, a part of being, which this is a fucking segue right here, because this is one of them questions I told you I had for you that was okay. I was hoping was going to boggle your fucking brain. Because as a as a booker that I how would I like to factor in the input of my other people because I really can't put myself in their shoes and be them. Like I don't like nobody telling me how to say what I say. Right. I can't do it for them. You know what I'm saying? I respect them as as fucking creatives to fucking add their input in and flesh this shit out. And with that le- leading up to that, Josh Wheeler. And, and 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 people listening to this, and if you're listening to this, if you know what I'm if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying drop some drop your comments and drop your thoughts wherever you post wherever we post that and you see this shit. But Josh, what do you look for in a Booker slash creative dude? What do I look for? What do you look for? What do you look for? I mean, I only know you. Like, like, like if I, okay, if I was like in charge of a company that had money, like no 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 no, no 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 no. When you're watching it, you know what I'm saying. You're all the bookers and create and all the bookers and creative officers that you've seen in your time. Yeah, you should know what you look for in a booker in a slash creative type. Okay, that you would put in charge. You know what I'm saying? To do what you to to. But yeah, to, I, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think first off would be creativity. Wrestling knowledge, creativity, like creativity around wrestling, because I think that's a certain type of creative energy. Like being able to come up with good finishes, being able to come up with like some some intriguing gimmick slash character. <coughs> um, because I got I mean, this idea from when that black lady didn't know who Bobby Lashley was. What are you talking about? The the, uh, the writer, the black writer that I was so happy for that WWE just hired. And then she went and said, I really don't. They told me that I ain't even have to know shit about wrestling. I just took the job. And, you know, there's some guy named Bobby Ashley. I mean, Bobby Lashley. And uh, I don't know nothing about him. I do know that he was part of this group called the Hurt Business. And it was some. It was a bunch of black guys, and they wore suits, and they thought they were cool. Uh, don't quote me on everything. I'm just paraphrasing what I remember. But it, it made me think, you know. Excluding the WWE, I wonder what people look for because obviously okay, the WWE, so did, obviously, I, obviously the WWE is not looking for people that know r- wrestling. So, so just to verify, I'm on WrestleZone.com and a it says new writer Kenise Mobley says WWE did not require me to know anything about wrestling before she was hired. She is a former stand-up comedian and comedy writer for NBC. Wait a minute, hold on. Did you not just fucking just joke about this a few weeks ago on this actual podcast? That they were was that on his lemon? Was that on the, the the ghost episode that we not putting out? It. I thought it was on one of the. It might have been on the ghost episode. Holy shit! But still, like you so were now, talking about. So now we're gonna have to be hired. Now we're gonna have to Josh. You're gonna have to chop up that episode and get the the, the sound bites out of that. And when we record again, we're gonna play it because I remember playing the music. Splam splam. Blum, 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 you did, Because yes. I said, I said, I hope Jackie D becomes the president of WWE and Liz Lemon, that is the head writer. And we have what's her name? Kenise Mobley, the blackest name in the WWE. Kenise Mobley. Don't know shit about professional wrestling, yet she has a fucking job in a world wrestling entertainment company. 
Keyword she's on the creative team. On Raw. Right. But at least the Hurt Business is cool, right? Yeah, because they're black people that wear suits. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Black people that wear suits coming to NBC. As it, as here it is. SVU, black people that wear suits. Ice-T gets his own spinoff. Wow. Yeah, black people wearing suits. They're cool. They're edgy. They're black. And they're wearing suits. This fall on NBC. That's crazy. I told you, though. I told you. You, you, you said Turn it. 30 Rock. You did say it. So now she's these people are just going to look at these people and think of Parks and Rec and shit like that. It's it's man, motherfuckers like uh, Bruce Pritchard and Johnny Ace really going to have to be real, 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 real hands on. It might be what Vince is wanting. Them to be hands on, I hope, because I see glimmers and hints of, you know, what I'm saying that old WWF, early WWE shit, you know, with actual gimmicks and you know what I'm saying, and people aren't used to that, and that's why they're backlashing on shit like Dewdrop. Because think about this, real shit, Josh. Even though that's a stupid fucking name, what is Dewdrop? That's uh, Piper Niven. Is that what they call her for real? She's Eva Marie's like muscle. I knew that, but I didn't know they were calling her Dewdrop. Dewdrop. D O U drop. All one word together. What the fuck? Dewdrop. That doesn't even make any sense. I guess she's wearing blue. I knew she's wearing blue, but okay. maybe uh, not to sound. Here we go. Fuck it. Not not to sound disrespectful, just take my goddamn words for it, people. If you're listening, you're about to go and get triggered. She's a thicker, bigger chick, so she's she wears blue. She maybe looks like a drop of water. I don't fucking know. That's the first thing. I was gonna say, I, like, are they really trying to make the blue meanie? A dew drop, bro. Just saying. Shit. It's but there's it's just like glimmers of Maybe there's going to be some characters characters coming. You know what I mean? Well, uh, we just saw the debut of Nikki Cross and her superhero game. See? And here we go. Molly Holly, that shit got over. They're trying to capture lightning in a bottle twice. What is she, the Hornet? The Butterfly or some shit? I, I don't I think she's just Nikki Cross in, a, in, a, in an outfit. The Michigan Wolverine? It's a little lighter blue, but I see what you're saying. UCLA Bruin. Man, wrestling sucks. But it, the thing is, it doesn't have to. No, it doesn't have to, but it does. It's just dumb decisions by people in charge trying to... See, I'm starting to see that when Vince McMahon was just fully in charge, maybe, you know what, maybe that's why he would always tear... Maybe he was actually saving the company and it got down to fucking 745 and they needed to have something. So 
somebody sneak snuck out some bullshit. But maybe he's that's the reason he's shooting shit down all day. And rewrites because it's maybe it's stupid, stupider than the shit that's actually making it to TV. That's pretty bad because what's been making it TV? For exactly, the that's what I'm bad. saying. When when was the last time to you that the WWE was good? Like overall good or a hot angle good? Give me both. Hot angle good first. The last real hot angle that I liked was the was Daniel Bryan, like the whole yes movement, like Bryan chasing the title, all that shit. That to me that was good. You know why it was good? Because it started out organic. I mean, even even the Roman stuff last year in the quarantine when he came back has been good. Like him with the Usos has been good. So now answer the, the part B of this. When was it overall fucking blah? Just WWE. The last one was overall good. Overall. Maybe two thousand six. Maybe two thousand six. Why? Maybe two thousand six. Why? To you, why? Uh, you had the ECW relaunch, uh, coming out, which was kind of cool. The whole Van Dam Cena angle, Edge was being in- involved in that. Uh, Edge just came out of a really good WrestleMania. Uh, whether I liked it or not, Sean and Vince's angle with where it like brought DX back and they were feuding with uh the Spirit Squad was kind of good. You at least got some young talent being featured. SmackDown was uh, like red hot with like Taker and Batista. And uh, I think so, Ray, Ray and Orton were doing some shit. So the whole year of 2006 was the I think last. 2006 was a, was a really good year for the Fed. Because I think what happened is, like, Impact got on Spike, okay, in uh-huh. 05. And, and they, showed, they showed the world, like, hey. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. We podding right now, Josh. We doing the damn thing. I got you. You ain't tired no more, my boy. You breaking it down. You throwing out your numbers in your years. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, Josh Wheeler. Let's fucking go. I felt like in 05 when Spike got impact on primetime, that lit a fire in the McMahon cranium and said, okay, we we can't bullshit them coming out in in 2006. Like, they they might not be a threat for the whole shebang, but they are a threat to take some of our audience. And I think from from New Year's Revolution on, I think 06 was a great fucking year for the Fed. Edge cashed in right at the Elimination Chamber. They did the live sex thing on Raw the next night, and it just kept going and going and going. So, yeah, I think 06 was the last good year of professional wrestling. And then Benoit died, and the whole thing fucking went to shit in 07. Is that where the timeline diverged? Yep, that's where they went PG and... Yeah. Ah, see, ain't nobody talking about this shit right here, boy. Josh putting the numbers down and showing you the goddamn divergent timeline of where wrestling started to had to change because of Chris Benoit. If you know when you say that, serious dead ass, seriously, that makes a lot of fucking sense because you had to tighten it up to make it look like you had to present it in a different way. Am I correct? Yeah. They they had to do different. They had to like, they got a lot of bad publicity over the steroids, over concussions, and Vince had to start like dialing back a little bit. And then everybody thought twenty eleven, like when the when the punk pipe bomb happened, everybody was so excited. 
for all of like four weeks and then they ruined that. And that that's the other problem too, is like they'll come up with a big hot angle for summer, but then by September it's right back to bullshit. Cause they do okay. Now that you say it like that, so they go from mania to SummerSlam, right? Is yeah, the, are you saying that's the hot period? Yeah. Is it like the summer movie series where everything is hot because of the people will be focused and at home? You know, saying uh, uh, a lot of kids will be out of school and they can focus on the wrestling, and you know, people can look at it because they ain't really got to do. You know, it's a, it's a, it's like what? A, you know, the, it's more downtime in that period. I guess. I can see that. So they hit you with the summer blockbusters. I, I and I, I maybe that's what it is. It's okay. So. If you think about it from a from a booking calendar, Royal Rumble to Mania is the road to Mania, right? Yeah. So you book real hard from January to Mania. Mm-hmm. Then you have like that like that spring lull because they make some releases, they reshuffle some rosters. Because the Monday after Mania is always a like reset. Right. So they, they reshuffle some rosters, and then I think what, what they've been doing in the last like two, three, four years, they reshuffle the roster around April, May, and then they, they're like then going into June, July, they're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get the money in the bank in June. We're gonna go ahead and like you know, go right into that, and that's gonna carry us to SummerSlam. Right after SummerSlam's the fall season, so they know they're gonna get killed by football, so they shuffle the rosters a little bit more. To go into Survivor Series, and Survivor Series is always about Raw versus SmackDown, NXT or whatever. You know, it's not about angles anymore. It's about brand supremacy. Then, as soon as you get like some some one of a kind matchups, like Keith Lee and Roman Reigns on Team NXT versus Team Raw, you finish that off, and then you go right in the Royal Rumble build. Got so it. yes, I think they take some months off to reshuffle rosters to get ready for the next big event. The big, the next Which, stretch. Yeah. So they're booking in stretches. But the problem that I've always said to you, and I'll say on this podcast, is WWE is booked Monday to Monday. Yeah. And it's a, it's a Memphis style. It's a Memphis model. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, back in the, in the 70s, 80s, the Memphis Coliseum show was built on Monday nights. That's the big show. So everything they did was built to get Jerry Lawler to Monday night against Jimmy Hart's guy. And then something happens, and the next week is Jerry Lawler and a mystery partner against Jimmy Hart and two guys. And that's how WWE books, that Monday night Memphis model. We grew up up in the NWA where we're used to you book an angle to this pay-per-view, and then there's going to be a rematch. It's three months later at this pay-per-view. Yeah, or you but keep the it. Fan in, of the or you, you keep years, it. In, you keep that rematch in your back pocket for when you need right. it. Right, right. Like I've been watching a lot of '94 WWE, which I think is one of the better book years. And case in point, in '93, Luger slammed Yokozuna. He that had was a petition. A, and think about it. That was a big moment. It was a huge moment. He body slams Yokozuna. He has to petition to get a title shot. Jim Cornette, the you know U.S. liaison to Yokozuna, puts a clause in the contract that says it's your only title shot. Luger, being a wrestler, 
in the heat of the moment, forgets this is his only shot, and he lets Yokozuna get counted out. Because in your brain, if you're a wrestler, you win by count on a title match, you're going to get a rematch, right? Right. But he forgot he signed that contract. Mm. That's his only con. That's his only match. So now he has to right. So now he has to go all the way to the Royal Rumble just to get another match. Now, see, I would take that little aspect of the fuckery clause in the contract, and I would add that to my fucking Kenny Omega Christian match. Right. There's all and then, but but that's the thing is like there's little things that have always been in wrestling that are no longer in wrestling because they're just like we'll just put a belt in a ladder and call it a day. Like booking, booking has got so lazy, and like if the booking's not good, you can't get mad because someone can't do a character. Because what are they motivated for? To do cool moves? What is the motivation for, say, Christian to win a match against Carl Anderson right now? There's no motivation. There is no motivation. There's not revenge. There's no. not money. There's not breaking into the top ten, and there's no title match. Which is why NXT right now might be the fuck, only good. There's no, there is no, hey, I'm going to whip your ass for your respect. There's none of that. Nope. There's nothing no, human. Re- no, none of the wrestling trope is in that in that, combi- in that fucking matchup you put. But it, and, and, like, okay, perfect example. Like, WWE just did Hell in a Cell. Drew had to beat Bobby to win, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Drew, it was Drew's last shot against Bobby. Mm-hmm. He lost. Where do you now go with Drew McIntyre? Because, shit, as long as Lashley wins and retains. Lashley won. Lashley won. As, long as, as long as he is the champion, you can't do shit even if you win the Royal Rumble. Right. So it's like you've now booked yourself in a pigeonhole with Drew McIntyre. Cody Rhodes did something similar to AEW. He said if he loses to Jericho, he'll never fight for the AEW world title again. And so far, he's held true. He's held true, but now he's in a stupid angle with QT Marshall fighting over who actually runs the training academy. Speaking of, let's take a shout-out. It's time to shout-out QT Marshall. He's out there for real. He's hosting seminars and everything now. Because he's a, he's, a, he's a monster now. I'm just saying it's, it's beautiful because you know as well as I know the brain that he's got on him. Yeah. And it, it, it's, a, it's a good one. So just, just wanted to say shouts out to QT Marshall. Bam. Keep going, Josh. But, but that's where we're at now. And, but, and the problem that we've had, and you and I have discussed this on the phone, now we're actually sending the podcast, for 15 years, I've known you for 20 We'll even go back a few more years. Booking has got degradingly worse and worse and worse over the, the last few years that we're now at the point where you have these matches that mean nothing. You have these stipulations that mean nothing. So there's no point to even have wrestling matches at this like in this conjecture. Okay, Josh, we're going to do an experiment. Okay. You fuck with me. You just said we got history, history, history. Right? Yeah. Mad history. Yeah. So, right, hold on. Let me formulate this in my brain. 
before I pitch it to you because it's got to be well crafted. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be well crafted just to fucking. Let me see. Oh, give me. Okay, so here we go. It's experiment time. Okay. Do you think if me and you sat down, seen as ACH has retired? Yes. Let's use this as a point. Sit down. One day when you're free, I know you're the bars are. And I know you, you, your citizens, they need you. Okay. To rule with an iron fist. Okay. But let's sit down and let's get 14 to 16 people. Let's hold a tournament first for the crown a new champion. Well, well, first wait, wait, wait. of the Jimmy Reeve Classic. I'm I know that. I know that. I know that. But this is, listen to me. Let's hold a tournament. After Jimmy Rave Classic, after the secret project that we're working on. Or we could shuffle some things, because I don't know. This is kind of precedental now. We'll talk. I, I think but Jimmy Rave Classic is the most important thing. No, Jimmy Rave Classic first. And then you know how we had that secret project we were about to, you know, start working on. Okay. And let's okay, so let's do to be the man too. Okay. Oh, this is some exclusive shit right here because y'all ain't getting into my brain, and I usually don't put it out there like that because if you understand, while we shut down episode the, the the former episode six is because josh said something that got me excited about professional wrestling again but let's hold a beat a man tournament crown a new champion and then we'll take 14 and 16 guys right 14 or 16 we'll talk about it and we got to make sure that the 14 to 16 that we pick will be committed to this project or we're not gonna fucking use them Close, okay. I mean, close friends, people we have good business dealings with, and whatever. If you can't commit to one year of giving us the dates that we set out with no fuss and no conflict, then I can't use you. We can't use you. But let's sit down and plot out a whole fucking year. It's really action. hard to do that, man. But we can do okay. Let's break it down. The only reason it's hard to do it is like now that we're not using venues and we're going to use like more studios, it may not be so hard. But but there you go. So we can either break it down into digestible chunks, four week to six week arcs. But let's do it and do long form storytelling. Let's just do what. Let's just do it as an experiment. So you're basically just saying let's just do a hard reset on AWE. A hard reset. Let's get the Jimmy Rave Classic out of the way because that's going to play. Let's let, yeah, that, that, I, 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 here's what I'm saying. Here's what yeah. I'm saying. And you, motherfucker, can use this as a point to get some AWE fans that aren't listening to this to listen to this because we are really talking shop right now. We could use this as a comic book format. And if any of you motherfuckers that listen steal my shit, you best fucking believe you're going to hear from me. But let's do a series of one-shots that tie into the overall 
marinate on that. I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just, I don't. I don't you know. can't hate it because I'm giving you a tournament. Well, now I got multiple tournaments. <laughs> exactly. So there you go. You can't. We're but gonna use... speaking of tournaments, look at the NBA tournament right now. Hold on, we're not going to talk about the fucking none of that right now. I'm giving you mad tournaments to set up a new thing. And you want to know something? I'll say it right here, right now. Let's just drop the whole Atlanta thing as a whole and just be AWE loud. Yeah, you keep pitching that idea to me. I don't know about I know. that. And I'm saying it right here on this thing. I mean, I get oh. what you're saying. It's going to be hard to do shows in Atlanta anymore because of the crime. And everything. But it frees us up to do more if the studio shows take off. Because, like I said, we're just going to focus on the content. Right. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to, like... Content the goal is just to give Patreon, like, to make things worth Patreon. We've always said that. So then, if we, you know, get it to where we want it, then we could probably take it somewhere if we if we choose. Right. So there we go. All right. We'll 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 in your face. We'll talk about it. We'll 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 the master the plan. The master plan. It's right here. You hear it. You hear it from the voices. So we have actual verbal proof. If any of you motherfuckers even try to take anything that we've done, I mean uh, that that show in Georgia tried to steal our, uh, the 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 child wrestling. They listen to the podcast. See, we didn't. They can have it because that's nasty. It was stupid. They can have that. Kids wrestling is stupid. And it it, it, it proved a point. You see how that lady tried to say, no, 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 no. We were going to watch movies and stuff together in a wrestling ring. And I was like, that even sounded creepier. Yeah, it does. But people went and voiced their opinions and things happened. People started boycotting and stopped fucking with him because it's weird. Well, speaking of the Georgia scene, uh, there was a, a lot of stuff going on. Yes, uh, last week you want to you, we want to talk about that at all? Go ahead. What you ta- what you got, Holmes? Oh, I guess I guess your your friend Gary uh, ruffles some more feathers. Heat man, Ugh. and this shit got me involved. He didn't even ruffle no feathers, really. I okay. Man, see, it's speak on it. I am going to speak on it. Apparently, somebody was—I don't know exactly what they were talking about, but I guess they said some foul shit or some shit that Gary didn't like, and he said you was acting like a one-legged bitch. And people got tight about it because apparently the dude actually had one leg. But how I see it. I don't see it as a diss. If he was acting like a bitch and had one leg, a one-legged bitch is what he was acting like. Well, and my question is this. If you call a one-legged man a bitch, isn't just by proxy he's a one-legged bitch? Thank you. That's what I was trying to say. That so, is exactly what I was trying to say. And then somebody that is from my wrestling past tried to say some things. We're not going to touch on the the violent aspects of the move we made, the potential violent actions. Let's say that. 
there potential. Was no violence. That's why they could have been potential violence. They could have a fight. Yes, it could. That's violence, dummy. Shut up. I, I, I was agreeing but, with you. Okay, but you sounded like you were trying to fucking. No, I was just adding. I was adding layers to what we're telling. Understood. So the audience at home knows. It, yes, it could have. It could have gotten. It no could have. If you know me, I showed up to do business, but. But you know, I wanted. To, you know, I decided to try to talk before to see if business really had to be handled. There you go. But somebody had to, the audacity to say they should have let me do it, and and you know how that goes. Don't nobody tell me or let me do shit. I'm my own goddamn person. If I'm gonna slap a taste out somebody's mouth. I'm gonna slap a taste out somebody's mouth, not because somebody didn't let me do it. Now I have had an instance where somebody pleaded with me not to do something, and I took that in consideration and opted not to do something. Okay. Because I didn't want to disrupt what that person had going on at that place. Which makes sense. So, yeah, that one time. And I was so mad that I conceded because the person asked me so nicely that I shed a tear or two because I was, like, really wanting to do that business. Wrestling politics. Yeah. Wrestling but politics. but so basically, what you're saying is you got drug into something that you shouldn't have been drug into, and I had to check people because Georgia wrestling cannot get over the fact that Gary Lamb's just better at what he does than everybody else. Facts, give the man his flowers. Shit, I, I might, I I'll still say in a perfect, like not a perfect world, nobody touches the in ring product of what we were doing before COVID. Nobody. Yeah, facts. For Christ's sakes, ACH was our world fucking champion. I stand champion. I stand by that. I, I stand I by too. that. But but during the quarantine, we found other things that we would rather be doing than putting our, our lives in wrestling. And putting our lives in danger and the people that we care about and all that in danger. Right. But, like I said, give the man his flowers. But when it comes to actually hustling and promoting Gary on this that level... He He's is the man. best. He's the best. He's the champion. Doom, do, 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 do. The champ is here. It's him. Oh, I bet that just burns somebody's ass if they heard that shit. When they hear this shit, rather. But who gives a fuck? It's real. So Damn work is texting me. And I let it be known, too, that, you know, like in words that me and... Gary squashed our beef. It ain't going to be none of that put me in that shit. You want to handle business, you go fucking talk to him. Face-to-face, man-to-man. And handle your business. And we'll see if the business gets handled. We'll report live. We'll let you know. I can't say live because I ain't going to go because I don't know if it's going to happen or when it's going to happen or whatever. In my reaction time, where I live, it's not going to... I'll get there and it'll be over with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'll be over with. Uh, anything else wrestling-related? We That's our Georgia topic of the week. Thank God Georgia's done. Putting Georgia over, because that's where we be. Putting Georgia over? You mean uh, putting Gary yeah. Lamb over, because nobody else matters in the state. <laughs> He's Georgia right now. 
you you can't spell Gary without G A. God damn. <laughs> God damn. And I'm not like that's the thing. Like everyone's gonna think like, whoa, we're no. kissing his ass. No, no you're not kissing his like, ass because y'all motherfuckers had beef too. We still do every day. Like I post him on Facebook, he's got something smart to say about it. Because I think that I, you know what I think he just likes to fuck with you. Like me fucking with you, like like Eddie fucking with you. Oh man, I think he just likes to fuck with you. But there it is. Like I said, y'all have y'all y'all had y'all's beef. Y'all civil. Y'all talk. Y'all might disagree about every goddamn thing, but you know what? Ain't no threats flying. No. Ain't nobody talking about cutting throats and you know what I'm saying. Ain't no little old dudes claiming to have a pistol in their back pocket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he's more than half, like, you know, if he wants to come to the Gaming Expo and see what I we do. I fuck with the... him. He might have a show that day. or is it... No, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's the middle of the month, man. Well, fuck it, man. I'm going I'm to reach out to him. I'm gonna say, he, runs, he runs the first Fridays. We're going to be running the uh, third Friday of uh, the like, Expo. I'm going to be like, Gary, you trying to come through, boy? We're going to have about, you know what I'm saying, 600. Might be more now because this is I mean, we got Ivalice. Po- oh, you shouldn't have said that. I already announced it. Oh, I don't be on Facebook like that no more. I don't either. I just I posted it just to get people talking. Oh well. Strictly. But yeah, Eva Lee's is gonna be there for two nights. That's gonna be two roar matches. That's probably the biggest star we've ever had at the expo. So, you know, that that could elicit some reaction from people. Ooh, La Sicaria. Uh, don't forget that will also be the release day of Madden 22. So I'm pretty sure there will be a uh, setup at our table for some Madden this year. Oh, it will be some Madden. If y'all feel like y'all want to get there. And uh, play we actually might make it the Grab City table this year and not the Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment table. Grab City slash AWE. You want to do a you, know you want to do a pod from there? We could. Or like some sort of live stream. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll this is gonna out. be big. You can watch me blow mad money buying. Comic it's our it's our last live event from uh, from the AWE perspective. Yeah, because we're we're gonna sw- this. You know what? This could be the last Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment Show. Uh we're not changing the name again. I, 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 and then I we're gonna go to loud, but we're not changing it, the name ever again. That combat thing was a bad I, idea. Hey I'll man, to blame on that one. Say it again. And that was my idea because I was trying to fucking not get. I was trying not. We were at. <laughs> I'll say it again. We were told from someone we mentioned earlier that hey, this company's about to start up. They're gonna have a similar name. And I was like, okay, well, since that's gonna happen, we might change ours to not have confusion. Which is not help because there's still been plenty of fucking confusion. Like take Conti. I see it all the time. AWE wrestler Tay Conti moves to Beverly Hills, California. Damn. AWE wrestler so-and-so. We got all these niggas on our roster and don't have to pay them shit. Right. Uh, Mike Tyson even said AWE on, on TV one night. You know what? Mike Tyson what? got some fire-ass weed. Okay. No, dead ass, bro. He has a fucking weed farm. He has a brand. Like oh, Tyson. Tyson is it Farms. called? Is it called Mike Tyson's Punch Out? No, it's Tyson Farms, and that shit will punch you in your fucking equilibrium. Wait, he has a weed farm called Tyson's Farm. Tyson Farm or some shit like that. Let me. I'll pull. Hold on. Hold that's on, not the on. chicken spot. No, that's Tyson Poultry. I think. 
Let me look up Mike Tyson weed. Mike Tyson weed strain. It's called, uh, he's got Mike Tyson KO, simply known as Tyson. Uh, then we got this company. He does Mike's Hard Lemonade shits, too. Wow. He's got a million dollar a month uh, weed company called Tyson Ranch. Wow. Million dollar a month. You remember when you told me when we first met? Let me use my Josh Wheeler voice for this. I think I was trying to smoke a blunt in your car, and you were like, you know. And I was trying to tell you that I made some good contacts just being in ciphers, and you were like, you know, a lot of people don't smoke weed. And I'm like, well, <laughs> more people know. smoke weed than you will realize. You said 82%. 82%! It's probably changed now. It's probably 92 now. Exactly. 82% of people in wrestling smoke weed. It wasn't wrestling. You said was in America. In America. And I was right, wasn't I? Well, the the funny thing was, like, I was uh, after work one night. Uh, we were all, like, talking shop at, uh, when I was working at a place a few weeks ago. And everyone was talking about different strands of, of stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, I don't know what any of this stuff means. I have no idea what you guys are talking about, what you guys are laughing about, but you guys do you. I was the only one of seven people that had no idea what they were talking about. See? You remember the time I predicted internet streaming? Uh, yes, and that's what led us to doing a pirate TV uh, that we still got heat about for almost five years afterwards. <laughs> See, people, tell them for real, Josh, tell them how I told you that. I was smoking a blunt in your car, and I was like, what'd I say? No, we were at, we were at your house. Oh, I, I drove all the way from Athens, oh. Georgia, to your house to have a meeting with you. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah, I remember. Because I was finally off probation. <laughs> Josh Wheeler was a, he was on probation, y'all. Yeah, for DUI. Yeah, that's called. And, um. That's called shooting at an officer. Right. Okay. So, um. And, yeah, Allegedly. you said, you said I had this idea. It's called, um. Video on demand on the internet. I'm like, well, yeah, it's already there. He goes, no, 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 for free. And I was like, oh, okay. He, and you said, I saw it on Batman. Batman Beyond. The, by, and you said, in, in five years, everything will be streaming on the internet. You said this in 2004. You were a few years off, but you pretty much were right. <laughs> See, Black Tony Stark, I'm a futurist. See the future. Too bad we never really had the uh, the funds to make all this happen. Even I don't with the, the limited amount of money we've always had, we still were like, you know, ahead of the curve. That's how I know, man. If somebody gave us like some big bucks, man, we probably we didn't gonna, need big bucks. If we would have had like two hundred Patreon subscribers, we've been we would have been fucking like set. Patreon wasn't even invented. But I mean, I like, I'm talking like just a, a few months ago, uh, we started our AWE Patreon. Dude. And it came out of the box and 200 people gave us like $10. We would have been set for at least the rest of the year. But instead we got like eight, eight Patreons and it's like, thank God we got that. I mean, it's been helpful. It's like it helped us get out of the, the little bit of debt we were in from the, the TV show. But, you know, yeah, bro, 200, 200 could have changed our lives. Could have changed wrestling. 200 Patreons would have changed wrestling. Legit. Now, now we can just focus. And, it, and if people doubt me, 
Just give us ten dollars <laughs> one month. Oh, he is doing a sales pitch. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get you some music. Let me get you some music. I'm gonna give you some. You get your pitch going. Hold on. Just saying. One month. You're an asshole. Go ahead. Sell that shit. When the beat drops, sell it. Sell it, Josh. One month. Ten dollars. Two hundred and fifty uh, people. Uh, we can change the wrestling business. Blah, blah, blah. Keep going. Sell it. it. Put some. Beat. Put some. Nah, emphasize that shit. You got this fire ass beat. Go. That is a good Go. beat. That's why I don't Josh, ruin it. Josh. Josh. Horny Josh. Drop that beat. Patreon. Give us ten. Nah. Be a friend. Nah. Come on, Josh. I'm ad libbing for you. I'm flavor flav. Come on. No, I, I, Put that emphasis in it that you had. No. Fuck that. They're, they're, nope. They're not putting nope. me back in. You, you nope. almost got me Come on. for a second. Come on. You almost Give got it to me it. for a second. Nope. nope. Patreon. Pa 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 Patreon. Get it on. Pa 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 Patreon. Blah. The, Patreon. Come on, Josh. These these kids watching wrestling today, they don't deserve our brains. They can Come go on, have Josh. pockets in their fucking See, nah. You nah, you got this fire beat. You gonna push that shit. Or in post-production. No, it's not too dangerous. See, look, go ahead, go ahead. Tell us, tell us why it's too dangerous, Josh. It's too dangerous. Giving these two brains enough money to get their own spot and their own ring and their own this. Nah, y'all don't want that. What if they do? What if they do, Josh Wheeler? What if they do? Spit it for them, Nick. Whoa, go, go. Jacksonville Tony don't want that. MLW Court don't want that. These people don't want us having power and money. Power. Go ahead, Holmes. They want us to have to just play the same game they're playing. Because if we're on a if we're on a level playing field financially, the games are wrapped. Because we're already beating creatively. We already hustle more. They don't want that. They don't want that. That's the name of this track. They don't want that. <laughs> what? They? Who don't want it, Josh? Wrestling. They. They. Hey, you said yourself they stole Lip Girl already. The WWE stole Lip Girl once again. Go ahead, y'all. Tell them why they stole it. I didn't see it. Did they do it? They did it in Hell in the Cell. Oh, who, who did it first? Tell them, Josh. I mean, it's 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 on episode one of AWE Loud. Tell them, Josh. That's on YouTube. You can watch it right now. Let us Entertainment YouTube. Take care of things. Take care of things. You know Keep your do? eyes and your ears open. What? What should we do, Josh? What should yeah, we do, Josh Wheeler? We gonna drop the whole motherfucking library on YouTube. Just like, just I don't even care if it's edited. Just throw it up there. Just every just, match you've ever done. Just throw it up there, right? Yeah, just put it up there. Put right it now. in the cloud, son. Put it in the cloud, son. That's all you got, Josh. That's all I Blow got. this No, 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 no. Blow this booth up, nigga. Blow this booth up. <laughs> Why does this feel like a, a really bad, like, Funk Master Flex freestyle? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you just might earn yourself a new AKA on it's this a nice, day. A nice beat, though. And the computer's called Promo Beat. It's a nice, it's a nice little promo beat. I can't freestyle though. I gotta. Well, I gotta actually play my stuff down. Keep the beefum 
Well played. You asshole. <laughs> Is that the show? We good? Say what? Any, anything else you want to talk about? You want to you want to preview Dynamite this Saturday night? I don't know about that. You could preview Jungle Boy know. versus Omega. You want to you want to talk a uh, oh, oh, little I, Ring I, of I, Honor? Man, I'm so, I got to get back into this thing. Got to dive back in and see the competition, Josh. There ain't no competition. Yeah, we don't. That's off. But you know what? We coming back, right? We're going to hit him in the head with the studio. You already said it. You already spit these I mean, bars. We're going to do the we already, once, Look, once we already, you already spit life. them bars, and then you told him. You told him, and you can't, I, I, you can't fucking stress it enough. $10 in the Patreon. For Watch one month. Shit. Watch this shit go ham, son. Son, tell him. How long, Josh? What's that? How long? How long they got to subscribe for? One month. Just give us how many, ten dollar one time. How many people, Josh? I mean, two fifty would be the perfect number right now. Two hundred and fifty people at ten dollars a pop for two, one month. Two fifty at one month at ten dollars would at least give us enough money to go get the get the building. Just the building. Just a building. Just a That's little all. nice. Just a shitty little warehouse somewhere in Metro Atlanta. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it here. Josh Wheeler in the building. Funk Master Flex. I mean, you're the one that broke it down to me. Like, hey, you, you look at the, the, the two best, the three best companies in Georgia in the last 20 years. What did they all have? Their own venue. They didn't have to rent anything. Yes, sir. That's what it is. Wildside slash Anarchy, Dr. J- Dr. Johnny, and now Gary. They all had their same venue, their, their, their building. Now you see the play, don't you? I get it. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Josh Wheeler, ladies and gentlemen. We know you can out-train the, the dudes in Norcross. Here he go again. He's firing up. I don't even have enough beats for the bars he's spitting. I'm not spitting bars. I'm just telling the truth. Facts. 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 Speaking of that, yeah, Josh, I heard you say that your subjects were calling in the bars are late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got a little, got a little issue with the job. So we gonna close this out. Grab City, thank you for rocking with us. Hey, we gonna do this one special. I got a song from a wrestler, not Corey Chavis. He is mm-hmm. you. Sh- you actually challenged his company. I didn't challenge where him. he works, where he works. Oh, so. I, I, yeah, I did challenge. Okay, if it's who I think it is, yes, I did challenge Court Bauer. It's Young Myron Reed spitting some fire. Grab City in the building. Fuck with us. Hold on. It's not fucking with us. There we go. Uh oh. All right, y'all. One hundred.
Overcame all of my demons, I'm better. Pillow talking good, he better. Uh, grinding and raising my son. Uh, in love with this life, I'm having my fun. Put the blunt down and I'm all on our buns. Smoking on Zaza, it's hitting my lungs. Roll up the tree, then I spit on the mic. Hit it back then and they asking for favors. Won't talk at you, see you later. Won't go to parties, got my own chasing. Seen a demon on the elevator. Everybody came for some. Best believe I came for nothing. Call me a pig, I was deep in that mud. Felt like quicksand, something like a bug. Get mad, won't stop till I see blood.